Welcome to Event Experience by Bizabo. I am your host, Eric Fisher, and this is the podcast where we bring the best and brightest event experience leaders together to share stories, tips, and lessons learned from creating some of the world's biggest events. In this episode, we're talking with two of the three authors of the new book, Event Success, maximizing the business impact of in-person, virtual, and hybrid experiences. They also happen to be two of the three founders of Visibo, Aran Ben-Shushan and Alone Alroy. Aran is the co-founder and CEO of Visibo. Aran has been recognized as the Software Report's top 50 SaaS CEOs for three consecutive years. In 2021, he was named one of Goldman Sachs' 100 most intriguing entrepreneurs, one of Business Travel News' 25 most influential executives, and one of BizBash's most influential event professionals. Alone is the co-founder and CMO of Bizabo. He works closely with thousands of event executives and CMOs to deliver world-class event programs. Alone was just named to Connect and BizBash's 40 under 40 list. He's also been recognized as one of Business Insider's most important marketing tech executives, as well as Eventech's 100 most influential people in the event industry. In this conversation, we talk about the event success book, the three components that must be addressed to make future events a success, identifying and overcoming the event impact gap, ROE or return on events, and the four major areas that make up data maturity and how they factor into event disruption. All right, let's get into it. Well, I'm excited today to bring you a conversation that I am going to have with Alone Alroy and Aaron Ben-Shushan about the book, Event Success, Maximizing the Business Impact of In-Person, Virtual, and Hybrid Experiences, the brand new book. Guys, I'm super excited about this book, and I'm, I want to start out the gate by saying there's not another book like this out there in the industry. So... That just naturally brings to mind, where did the idea for this book come from? Was it a direct result of the pandemic or is that just one factor? In other words, like what needs did you see in the event industry that led you to know this book needed to be created and fill those needs? Eric, first of all, that's a great question. And um, it's so fun to chat with you about the book. It has been a big project and a big passion to write that book over the past year. In a way, event success has always been the passion of Iran, Boaz, and myself, and has been the mission of Bezabo for the past 10 years. Definitely over the past two years, over the pandemic, we saw that there is such a big opportunity to educate and help and support the community of event professionals and marketers to prepare for a new normal, for a new hybrid world. We saw that so many things have changed, new engagement models, new event formats, new professions in a way that were created in this new hybrid world. And we saw that uh, in order to be successful, we need to put something other. We just had the luxury of uh, working with some of the world's best event professionals and some of the most amazing brands out there who were able to strive and really disrupt 
the way of thinking over the past two years and create some amazing experiences. And we found that, um, you know, based on everything that we've learned, powering thousands and thousands of events throughout the past 10 years of all different shapes and, and forms, that just something we can do for the community to put it out there, um, to leverage the access we have to our amazing customers and to provide in a way as we saw that as a gift to the community. So that was uh, the idea behind the book. And I'm very, very excited to, um, to hear what people think about it. So it seems to me that like usual, you had a pulse on the industry and just knew the moment we were in required a bold move of stepping up and creating this. You've said it better. <laughs> well, and obviously, I mean, the book, yes, the book is called Event Success. I mean, that is the goal of the book as well. I mean, anybody reads this book, it's going to have better insight and actions to take to not only improve their events, but also, as I like to think about it, moving into this new model of thriving event success. So to that end, I'd love to jump in and talk about the initial three components in the book that, that you say must be addressed to make future events a success. And those are management, engagement, and growth. So Iran, maybe if you wouldn't mind, let's break down those three components. Yeah. Uh, first event success is something that goes for many years uh, with us at Visible. Around six years ago, we realized that, you know, while the industry is thinking in terms of EMS event management software, uh, to drive event success, it really has multiple pillars. And as you said, management, engagement, and growth, this is how we think about it. And making events more automated, more personalized, and more measure measurable is something that we've been focused on for many, many years. But recently, and especially throughout the pandemic, and thinking about the future of events, uh, you know, with virtual and hybrid and events basically being redefined, we also put a lot of emphasis on event experience coming in, making it clear that we are building the event experience operating system. But to hone in on event success for a moment. So event success, as I said, it's not all about management. It's not just the functionality and orchestration. Actually, I don't know if you know that, Eric, uh, but I, in my previous life, used to be an event planner. So I have a lot of respect and, in fact, admiration to everything that it, is, that it entails to be an event organizer, the complexity, the orchestration, the stress level, the anxiety, everything uh, that you know comes into play when organizing events. And when we think about management, really, as part of the book and as part of event success, we realize that the way we think about management in events goes through an incredible transformation as a result of COVID and events being redefined. And we realize that event professionals need to really demonstrate a variety of new skills uh, that needs to be some of them more technical and some of them more on the soft side of creativity, for example, empathy, collaboration, uh, and really working in multidisciplinary teams and cross-functionally within their organizations as events become more of a sophisticated mean to drive business and to drive business outcomes, right? And to the extent that sometimes we realize and we see that as a trend in the industry and our customers speaking about that, that they need to change the composition of the, the teams that they have, right? The makeup of the teams 
and some of the roles that they need, some of them have become obsolete. Some of them are completely new and need to be part of a marketing team, part of an event team. And that was not necessarily uh, how it used to be in the past. So the book speaks about that angle of management for future success of events uh, and, and how we, we think about that. And we think it's going through ma major transformation. The second piece that is crucial to drive success and is also going through massive transformation is engagement. And the piece about engagement is that events have changed so dramatically with virtual coming into play and hybrid in the future. And in general, just, you know, even before COVID, people were always looking for more efficiency and to make sure that they're, they, the outcomes that they're able to drive from those events make sense compared to how much they invest into those events. So basically people want uh, to invest less and get more. And in order to be able to do that, uh, we realize that organizers and event planners need to level up the level uh, or the way that they are able to drive engagement in those events. And here again, some of it is gonna be completely new because we're talking about new mediums and realms of interacting at events. Uh, and in order to achieve that level of return on event, the ROE that they're looking for and the level of efficiency and level of experience that they're expecting, because people are going to want to travel less and participate more. And they would like to really get a lot of value in those moments that they're in, interacting with the events. And if they're not getting it, they're going to probably drop off, right? If they're online, they're just going to hit the exit button. If they're at the event itself, they're going to get disengaged and they're going to go and do other things. So taking engagement to the next level is something that we think is going to be inevitable in order to drive event success. And then the last piece, uh, which is growth, really what we understand is that data is becoming the name of the game, right? So if you're not using the right tool, if you're not using the right stack, it's no longer just a single tool. You really need to think about it as the hub or the system of record that you're using to run all of your events or most of your events in an organization. That's what the CMOs, the marketers that we are engaging with uh, in most cases are interested in those consolidated platforms uh, and the ability to understand data, to analyze it, to measure it, and to drive, to make decisions and to drive action that will lead into business outcomes and the ability to correlate between those uh, is becoming imperative in today's world because everything else is measured and historically events have been kind of a black box, but that can no longer be the reality. Nobody's willing to live in peace with that. And that's a big part of event success and the future of driving success in, in the new era of events. It's exciting times. It's, it's a, formative moment in terms of disruption that, again, we as Visibo are leaning into and I'm excited to be a part of that. Obviously, when we're thinking and talking and wanting to guide uh, our customers as well as the industry into this transformation of events uh, and, and especially addressing those three components, uh, Visibo ended up coining a new term, event impact gap. I'd love to break down what that means, because I think a lot of people have never heard of this before. When we um, try to really listen and observe 
everything that is going on around us, we truly understood that there is a big, um, a big gap and we tried to understand, okay, how do we actually crystallize? What does that mean? And we got to, um, a lot of, uh, interesting conclusions. The first one is that we now live in a hybrid world. When you think about it, we order dinner via an app, which is a digital experience and we have it delivered to our door, which is a very physical experience. We get on a bike that is a physical experience and we get encouragement from a trainer online that is digital, talking about Peloton, for example. We use our phone to call a ride, digital, and we, the driver comes to our doorstep after two minutes, which is physical. We live in this harmonious blend of physical and digital experiences that really improve our everyday life. And as consumers, we're really used to that, honestly, pretty magnificent experience that is making our lives much easier and better. But events have really struggled to meet this reality. And in large, because event management software, um, which is how we describe the whole category of event software to date, really treated all of the digital component as a bolt-on rather than a purpose-built solution. The result is the event impact gap, which is the enormous chasm between the aspiration that event organizers have to create immersive, connected, and personalized human experiences and their ability to do so with the current technology and, and resources. And we've outlined in the book, four big problems that have caused the event impact gap. The first one is that around data, customer and event data is either missing or captured in isolation. So it's really hard to see and measure progress towards real business outcomes. The second one is that event software companies don't empower event leaders to truly connect with the audiences. This is where you talk about, you know, the, the big black box that your speaker is talking into an unknown world, and it's super challenging to create meaningful connections. Third is that available tools are neither intuitive or truly flexible, preventing event leaders from being able to really design unique experiences. And when you think about event, event organizers, is, it is all about that. It's all about creating personalized and unique experiences that speak to their audiences. And fourth, in a new habit world, it was just very challenging for event professionals to stay up to date with the operating know-how with all of the new domains and technology to really strive in a new hybrid world. So all of that made us turn, made us coin a new term, the event impact gap, just to illustrate the big problems that we need to solve as a community and that we are trying to solve as visible with the event um, experience operating system and kind of like pushing a new community and a new category of event experience. It feels like it, it, we've been living in a world where we've been living according to that term, uh, boiling the frog, where the, the frog doesn't know it's being cooked, but it slowly but surely gets there. And I think that's where we've been as, soon as ter in terms of the event industry. We've been living in a hybrid world for so long, but we didn't realize we've been living in it. And it's like a wake-up call to, wait a second, you're missing success in your events because you're not addressing the issue of this gap. The pandemic, in a way, created a lot of disruption, but oftentimes disruption creates opportunity. And I think as an industry, while many people have, have suffered over the past um, two years, and it was definitely, we went through a lot of um, 
difficult times together, a big opportunity is ahead of us to do things differently and to get out of it way, way stronger if, if we play our cards right. And the book is supposed to help people do exactly that. Yeah. Uh, I, Aran, I heard you use a term earlier that was also coined in this book called Return on Events or ROE. I'd love for you to break down what does that mean in terms of return on events? What should event professionals be looking at in terms of using that? Yeah, uh, so uh, absolutely, ROE is a big part of the genesis of what we have been doing as entrepreneurs for many years in the industry and probably the holy grail of what people who are running events are trying to achieve, which is essentially to understand uh, if you invest uh, something into your events, whether on the organizer's side or the other personas involved in events, whether it's the participants, attendees, exhibitors, speakers, companies, uh, the entire ecosystem of events is, you know, pretty heavily investing into those events, millions of dollars, billions of dollars. And, uh, to measure that has always been this kind of, uh, tough science, I would say, for event organizers where they're not really able to quantify and make decisions based on data uh, with regards to the return of their, on their events and the business outcomes that they're able to achieve as a result of those events. Now, as I alluded to earlier, the world has changed dramatically. As Alon mentioned, it has changed in the hybrid sense of how we interact uh, you know, between physical and digital. It also have completely changed in what are the expectations to be able to make decisions uh, based on data and to invest capital based on data. And not only capital, also your time. So deciding whether it's going to be a worthwhile event to participate in or deciding how much to invest in one event uh, as a corporation and being able to measure and translate how is that going to be uh, reflected in new pipeline or retention of existing customers or the engagement or brand awareness and other metrics that today the world is expecting and used to measure through other tools that they have. So the way that we have built our technology and also a lot of what we talk about in the book is really helping uh, those people who are planning the events to understand what, what do they need to do in order to quantify the impact of their events. And part of it is going to be the tools that you use, as I mentioned earlier, the integrations that you put into place and uh, the way that you operate your team in order to actually understand that ROE factor, the return on events. So, you know, many times uh, we, we bring some, you know, metrics based on studies. There are many studies that seek about how many people think that events are effective it's usually around the 90% based on most research. Uh, when you ask the following question, how many of those that know or think that their events are effective can actually measure or accurately assess the return on their, on their investment, usually that drops into around the 20%, 20 to 25%. We also know, for example, that CLO budgets pre-COVID uh, for events were around 24%. And we tend to believe that by making events more measurable and being able to quantify that ROE factor, it will actually 
uh, helped those organizations and CMOs lean towards increasing their budgets because they're going to see how effective the tool that is called event or the medium that is, you know, events is actually helping them in drive the business outcomes that they're looking for. So ROE is a big topic. Uh, it's a big part of our passion uh, because we do believe that when people are putting so much money and so much energy and passion into events, you know, the, the, the bare minimum that you can expect or should expect is to be able to quantify that and constantly optimize and improve the outcome that you're getting from those events. Well, and speaking of measurement, another big piece of the book is dedicated to addressing the role that data plays in disruption and, and the moving forward of the industry. Uh, I'd love for us to break down what the four major areas are that make up what you call data maturity. Sure. Um, I will say that we are privileged to have a, a co-founder, Boaz, who is our chief data officer as well and is constantly adding enormous amounts of value to that data discussion in the industry. We all talk about data and how to be more data-driven. We also identify that it's not that easy. And in the book, we're really trying to educate and to share a bit more about how we're breaking um, data silos in a way. And again, empowering event leaders to understand data and then to leverage data, et cetera. When we talk about the data maturity model, we talk about four main components, data capture, data integration, data utilization, and then data translation. Data capture means in a way to improve our ability to gather data holistically, to just make sure that we even have the data available and data can be demographics, it can be the fact that you attended a session, the fact that you um, participated in a Q&A of sort, whether it is in-person or virtual in person, we do that with smart wearables and virtually we do that with digital signals that are throughout the different engagement cycle. And an example for that would be to, let's say, compare session attendance with and cross-reference that with demographics so that you know what type of uh, people are attending what type of sessions. It allows you to just capture to have the data available. Data integration is about connecting the captured data to your business systems so that you can take action in the future to enrich the data you already have. We all run businesses, whether you're a nonprofit or a corporate or an agency and so on. And for sure, you operate your business based on data. Events as this amazing medium that helps activate communities or accelerate pipeline and so on can enrich the data you already have in order to drive business outcomes. So data integration is about taking the captured data and integrating that into your systems. The third component is data utilization, meaning using the data you integrated to offer better and more valuable attendee experiences. This step is really about the ability to identify and curate the precise data points that can help achieve curated personalized experience goals. Examples can be um, to personalize your communication Again, you integrated a lot of captured data to your marketing automation system, and now it allows you to personalize 
the communication to increase conversion rates, to increase attendance rates, and so on. So they're not communicating the same thing to everyone who just told you that I'm from Japan versus I'm from uh, Germany and my interests are X and your interests are Y. They give us a little bit of data because they trusted to do something with it. The last component in the data maturity model is data translation. This is where we're starting to talk about insights. Taking what we've learned and actually taking action on it. For example, if we see that the most engaged attendees are engaging only in the first 20 minutes of a session, or that um, people with a specific title are more likely to connect with people with similar title. These are all data insights that can really drive us to take action. But it's not possible to get to insights unless you have captured data, you integrate that with your system, you enrich the data you already have, you're thinking about ways to utilize it, and then you can get to the holy grail of the data maturity model, which is insights that lead to action. That was a, a short introduction. There is way more about it in the book itself. Yes, that is that is the tip of the iceberg when it comes to uh, data inside of the book. Uh, but I think one of the other things is not just about data. The book's not just about data. The book has real event professionals and their stories and their perspectives woven throughout it. In fact, in one of the stories, you spoke with Nicola Kastner about the flagship event she ran for SAP. I'd love for you to tell us about that event and how Nicola used the data to drive forward her strategy. You know, and Eric, that's actually a fantastic story that I'm so excited to speak about. When Nicola and her team at SAP came to realizing that they need to take a data-driven approach to their event, and we're talking about a big-scale event, right? They're flagship event, they run a lot of events, but their flagship event is called Staff Hire Now. It's an event of 24,000 participants in person. And what they realized is that they need to start by asking themselves some really important questions in order to drive the right experience and then outcomes, their business outcomes or SAP out of that mega event that they're running. And they realized that with you know, all of their customer base and everybody going uh, using SAP's products, uh, they need to bucket people by uh, topics of interest. And based on data that they were able to collect from registration, website visits, content interactions, they eventually landed on five key themes. Uh, and those key themes were relevant for their business, uh, things such as business model disruption, uh, empowered customers, diverse workforce, and so forth. And what they did is that they were able to very creatively blend between, uh, you know, a data-driven scientific approach and experiential at events. And what was cool that they did is that they named those five themes as neighborhoods. And they literally uh, took those five neighborhoods uh, all the way to defining different uh, territories or sub-venues in the venue that they had. And in, in their case, you know, if I remember correctly, I think it was around uh, a million square feet of real estate where the event took place, you can imagine. And they, they really literally made those five sub-venues with different uh, atmosphere 
and different backgrounds uh, and, and different food even. So it was not only based on different themes that were more personalized that created better outcomes, it also created a certain experience that created relationships and balance uh, between the people that were part of those cohorts um, and what they were able to do in addition to kind of architecting and designing that event to fit to those uh, personalized experiences that they were building, they were also applying another cool thing that is pretty advanced, but definitely I would expect to see more and more event planners doing that, taking a very advanced ABM approach, account-based marketing approach into their events and applying uh, a marketing methodology that is very well known from other platforms and other uh, initiatives, marketing initiatives that are very prominent in today's world, but in events, they are kind of lagging. And what they did is they applied the same account-based marketing concepts on those cords of people at events, and they were able to repurpose uh, some of the content pieces and some of the interactions and point of interest that came uh, up or were surfaced as part of the event and repurpose those assets uh, to create also a more engaging and personalized experience also after the event. So really what they, they did around that event is they took a data-driven approach they made it experiential. They rallied everybody in the organization, their marketing teams, their sales teams. They brought them together and they drove a lot of outcome for SAP as a result of that event. So really uh, exciting use case in my view uh, and, and a great example alongside with some other examples that we, we have there. Yeah, it's a great story and you can find that in the book. It's also something that if you click through the links in our show notes for this episode, we've got a blog post that is an excerpt from the book where you can dive in if you don't have the book yet or can't get it yet, you can dive in and really uh, learn more about that story and this true return on event by bridging the uh, event experience gap. There you go, exactly. So we're more than two years now into living with COVID-19 and all the disruptions that it's caused. And I'm curious, as you look ahead, what things do you see on the horizon for the events industry? And what can savvy event professionals do to stay ahead? First, um, I'll assure that these are exciting. I may even say optimistic times. We are doing this interview in March, 2022. When we look at our data, we see that in-person events are on the rise. The, the community, the industry is starting to go back to in-person events. But you know, the term maybe go back or back to normal is actually not the right one. Event experience leaders are now redefining what events are in every format as they set out to create experiences that foster meaningful connections. We're well, now going back to the pre-pandemic days. We're reinventing the future, and this is why the time is very special, is very unique, and there is a very big opportunity ahead of us. The opportunity also creates um, new requirements in order to be successful. The key things that um, you had to have as an event organizer are not the same requirements that you need to have in order to be successful in the new hybrid world. 
well, moving, we see a big shift from an event manager that dealt with logistics and venue and planning and so on to an event experience manager who needs to be digital savvy, who needs to understand systems and video and formats and marketing. We see that the people who will be successful in a new hybrid world are those who will be able to embrace new technology, will be digital savvy, who will understand that the old profession of an event organizer who mainly dealt with logistics, <clears throat> venue planning, budgeting, this is not enough to be successful in a new hybrid world. There is a, the rise of the event experience leader that is shaping up the future. And those who want to thrive in the new world will need to embrace those new um, skills and to get curious and to disrupt themselves in order to leverage that big opportunity. Events are becoming, without a doubt, the most important marketing channel and the most impactful channel to drive business impact. And I'm very excited to, to share that journey with uh, Boaz and Iran and with the community. And I, and I really hope that uh, the book will be able to take us forward to an amazing place in which we're leveraging technology to bring people together. Eric, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, this has been great. And I look forward to continuing that dialogue that the book starts and continues and taking it to a new level with future episodes of this podcast. And I hope that you will return and join me on some of those episodes in the future. So alone, Iran, thank you so much for being here. Everything we talked about will be linked up in the show notes. Thank you again. Thank you. If you're not subscribed already, do so wherever you are listening to this. Thanks again for listening to Event Experience. We've got lots of great episodes coming up and planned out for you. Thank you again to Alone and Iran for sharing their perspective and experience on Event Experience. And make sure to check out the show notes where you'll find the link to find out more about Bizabo, but also and especially the brand new book, Event Success maximizing the business impact of in-person, virtual, and hybrid experiences. I know you're going to love it. I've gone through it myself. I love it. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe, and we will see you next episode.